Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our interactive daily broadcast where trusted leaders bring insights and analysis to the issues from a biblical perspective. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get biblical answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Andrew Womack. Hello and welcome to our Thursday Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack and I got my good friend Dwayne Sheriff here with me, Pastor Dwayne Sheriff. Amen. He lives in Durant, Oklahoma most of the time, but he has <laughs> churches scattered all around. Yeah. Oh, what a blessing. He's also on my board of directors and it's just amazing how God has worked in our lives so parallel to each other and our revelations and things and it's just, it's a blessing. It's a Amen. blessing to have him and I think that maybe in a few weeks before we can get it done, but he's going to start being one of our regular hosts here on Truth and Liberty Live call-in. So if you like him today, uh, you'll love him when he starts hosting on a regular <laughs> basis. If you don't like him today, just act like you hadn't seen this. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's an honor to be with you always. We know that and uh, I'm so appreciative, but it's also a big honor to be invited as a regular host. I don't know what I'm going to say anymore because I like opening up with, I'm your very special guest host. And I can't say that anymore. I'm going to have to say I'm your guest host or host. So You're I'll get it. You're just a normal, regular. I'm just a normal host now. Huh. Nothing There's special. nothing normal about you. <laughs> Amen. So if you haven't heard Pastor Dwayne, you will uh, find that out before the program's over. And so you got a ministry. You have your, you have uh, what, 12, 14 churches, something. You know, uh, it's changed up a little bit and I haven't had time to give you the, the demographics, but we've got 10 physical locations. Victory Life locations, and and then we have a virtual church uh, worldwide uh, through the internet. But then we have outreaches. They're smaller, smaller groups that are in the pipeline to be a Victory Life church. And I don't know how many of those we've got. And then you uh, you've kind of turned over the church role to your son Jacob, and you're now. Uh, really building up the Dwayne Sheriff Ministries, and you've started on television. You're on Gospel Truth. You're on GEB, and and you got another network. So many. I I, I need to be better prepared. Uh, I don't know all the networks, but we have launched. Uh, it's such a blessing, uh, such an exciting time in my life, uh, where I'm truly able to take content that God's given me and giving me, and really drive that to the body of Christ at large. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying following in my big brother's footsteps. Actually, uh, you are the, <laughs> you are the giant. You're the gorilla in the room on Christian TV, and and I'm this little monkey. But, but you know, praise what? God, you, you got the me. goods. If people listen to you, they yeah. will love you. Amen. It's really, really good. Amen. So let me announce right before we get into this that we got healing is here coming on August the eighth through the 12th. And of course, I'll be speaking, but we've got Benny Hinn as a special guest. And you know, we really need these ministry gifts. I teach basically how to receive healing directly from God through faith. You, you just trusting and believing God. But Benny Hinn operates in a supernatural gifting on this. And there's some people that just aren't going to receive uh, through the way I minister. And we need people like Benny Hinn and Benny Hinn needs me and Pastor Dwayne. We all need each other. So anyway, that's going to be great. August the 8th through the 12th. Also, tell them about Jubilee Conference. I'm going to be a guest speaker there, but that's your yearly conference. Yeah, that's uh, coming up uh, July the 31st 
I believe that's a Monday. It kicks off on Monday and then goes through Friday, August the 4th. And that's just our time, not only for our church and our locations, but one of the reasons we're building a 2,500 seat auditorium in the middle of nowhere is because of so many other churches. Uh, Jubilee is just a time of celebration, of, of coming back. I got it from the, the 10 lepers where Jesus uh, healed 10 of them and only one came back. And I love it there in Luke 17, Jesus goes, wasn't there uh, another nine? Yeah. Uh, he didn't doubt that they all got healed. Why is there only one? And yet many times, even as churches, we don't pause and say, thank you for the many salvations. Thank you for the, I mean, we've seen people with terminal cancer healed. That's something to shout about. That's yeah. something to celebrate. And we just want to come back. So Jubilee is our whole church and surrounding churches coming together and saying, thank you, God. And then the other part of it was Abraham in the preceding word of God. God says, offer your son a sacrifice. Four days later, do thy son no harm. So we have to be in tune. What is God saying to us as a church? He definitely speaks to us individually, but the book of Revelation is amazing. You need to go read uh, chapter two and chapter three to the church at Ephesus. God said a specific thing for that church. Problems he had, things they were doing good, and he went through each church. So God wants to speak to us corporately as well as individually. So that's what Jubilee is, great celebration. And this is in Durant, Oklahoma. Are you going to live stream it? Or? We will live stream right out of Durant, Oklahoma. Uh, you can is go to Is it to, to anybody or is it just to your other locations? No, we're going to live stream it worldwide. We our, our virtual church is so large now with different countries uh, that we, we have to live stream it. So it will be live streamed. So if you're an Okie, it's Durant. <laughs> but normally, I think most people would say Durant. Yeah, it's I'm not and wasn't born in Durant, so I say Durant. But yeah, uh, people Okie, make though, fun of me. Durant. Well, I'm probably a, an Okie by now, but Did you know say, that my mother went to college? Yes, I, I did, and that was before Duane was yeah. in Durant. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be great. And let me just mention that we have a lot of things on our website, we have a news feed where our people go out and collect all of the different items from all of these different sources and kind of condense them. And you know, one of the things that's happening today, we're just being inundated with information. And so this is a simple way for you to go to truthandliberty.net and you can just peruse all of these different news things rather than having to subscribe to 20 or 30 different things. We've got a lot of articles on there, uh, hundreds of things on there. And also, we do have people that we would like to ha have you become a Truth and Liberty subscriber with us. Right now, I think we have seven employees that are used on a regular basis to do all of the things that we're doing. And then a program like this, there's expense to that. And we don't pay, we don't bring in enough uh, from Truth and Liberty to pay all the expenses. So we do, we are looking for partners and we consider anybody who uh, goes to our website and becomes an automatic $5 or more per month giver, then you are a partner. And uh, we would appreciate it if you would do that. So Dwayne, I'd like to start talking about, uh, some of the people have of course heard you because you've been on here quite often, but uh, back before Trump was even elected in 20, uh, what was that, 2016? 2016. So it must've been 2015 or something. Yeah. You had a vision about some things and most of it or a lot of it has already come to pass. I'd like you to share what, what the Lord yeah, showed you. It was just an amazing thing in my own life. Uh, 
actually you and I both had the privilege of uh, meeting in a home and praying for then Senator Ted Cruz, who was running for president. And of course, that's, that's who I would have liked to have seen become president. And, and so I was able to invite you and there were 20 of us that had the privilege even to lay hands on him and to believe God uh, for him. And so here I am uh, at this meeting with some of the, the most high powered uh, men and women in the entire body of Christ, in my opinion, and laying hands on Ted Cruz and praying for Ted Cruz to get the nomination. And as I'm leaving the house, you go your way, coming back to Colorado, I go my way going back to Oklahoma. And I just had a vision in the car, literally like an open vision. I mean, not just a revelation or a rhema word from God, but I saw, uh, God spoke to me first, I got that order wrong, that Ted would not be not only the nomination, but that Trump would be the next president. And at that time, that was it, radical. It was radical. Nobody radical. was predicting Nobody that. was saying that. Uh, all of us were believing for something else. Yeah, I was going to support uh, Ted. Uh, so uh, I, I hear he's not going to be the nominee, Ted, but that Donald Trump would not only win the nominee on the Republican side, but that he would be the next president. So then I have this vision. I just have like a flash vision and, and I can see Trump, he's president. Uh, then I see the streets on fire. I literally see buildings being burned down, riots, people fighting. Uh, and the Lord spoke to me and said that there would be opposition against this man like we had never seen. So this is one of the reasons I think even in Christian circles, I'm misunderstood when I talk about Trump, uh, the assault on Trump, the hatred for Trump, the, the weaponizing the government on Trump is not about Trump. That's coming your way, brothers and sisters, if there isn't this great awakening that I believe also God has shown you and I both and others. The third thing was that God would reveal corruption. And I think that's important that I'm clear on that. Not that we would see corruption or, or there that, would be a beginning it, yeah, of Trump corruption would bring it. or it that is. Trump would cause it or bring it or be the cause of it. No, God specifically said that Trump would be used. That doesn't mean that, that Trump is this godly savior or that he's a Messiah or that he's any of the things that people get mixed up in. It was very simple what God showed me that he would use Trump to reveal the corruption that's been here, that if it doesn't get revealed, then how are we going to fix it? Yeah. How are we going to pray right? How are we going to vote right? How are we going to, if, if, if we don't see the corruption? So what amazed me was, it was shortly after that, that I got the word of the great awakening, the third great awakening. There has to be like under the law, the revealing of sin, your sin before you can even be saved. Mm -hmm. The only way the country can be saved is the first step. We're lost and we're, right. we're fading. You don't look for a savior if you don't recognize if you don't, you're lost. And don't see your need for one. Uh -huh. And so I still see God using this man. Uh, the weaponizing of the government against a political opponent ought to just put the fear of God in everyone in the sense of, in one sense, we've already lost our freedom. If these elections aren't fair and, and honest and, and equitable in how we elect our, our next president, then we'll never have a person in power except a Marxist, a socialist, 
and a full-blown in time communist where we totally lose all of our freedoms. And that's the path we're on. And so I'm excited about uh, God revealing things. That's why I'm not discouraged with all the foolishness we're seeing because it tempts me. But it's like, okay, people have got to see this. And God is doing this. I'm not saying God is doing the evil. I'm saying no, God is revealing, revealing the corruption. Uh, how many of you right now, I guarantee you, you had no ideal, ideal until COVID-19, what was being taught your children. Mm -hmm. But God even used COVID-19 and a bad thing that the devil meant for harm for our good to now protect our children. And, and we could go on for hours. So this begs the question, has the Lord spoken anything to you about the next president? <laughs> well, let me just say quickly that that's the first time I had ever heard God uh, on a, on a, a national or a local election. I've been praying for over four decades for leaders and for our leaders. And I'd never heard a specific word from God, even on a local level. So that was a new experience for me. And so I do believe God is speaking to all of us. I think, I think he's giving many leaders today, like myself, a new ear, uh, an ear to hear. That was my first experience. It proved out right. I've heard some other things that I believe is God, but I'm testing it. I, I can't say like I did in two, uh, 2016, I know who the next president is, but I do believe God is moving mightily. And I do believe that we need this awakening to, to spark the church to do the right thing in this next election because we, we are in trouble and there's going to be things revealed. If I heard God in 2016, then I do believe that the corruption of the Biden family, the corruption of the FBI, the corruption in the, in the deep state, which many of us didn't even believe existed. And if you said it just five years ago, you were a conspiracy kook. And I, I was nervous about a lot of things and conspiracies and was nervous to say too much. But all of my conspiracies have come to pass. <laughs> I don't have any conspiracies. You can't dream of a conspiracy <laughs> that they don't have. I can't. I, I just don't have any left because we are corrupt. And, and, and it is God, I believe, that spoke to me and is showing this to me. So I'm still standing on the word in 2016 that this will be revealed. Think about this, brother. Would we have ever dreamed that a president out of office would be impeached? No. That is bizarre, ridiculous. What if, think for a minute, what if all of a sudden we decided we're going to now impeach uh, Barack Obama? What do you think would happen? I mean, you would see the bias. You would see the media turn completely. But even the media that's corrupt. You know, that's something that used to bother me about my personality. Uh, I used to be pretty bold and blunt about the media, and I got a lot of pushback, a lot of criticism for it, but it just kept coming out because I just can look at these people and in three minutes, you know that, that they, they are frauds. They, they are not journalists, they're activists, uh, and they have an agenda and they spin these narratives. I'm not only seeing and seeing hopefully people waking up to the corruption in the media, now it's dangerous. It's not just these people are lying, let's move on. No, no, this is dangerous. They're, they're able to spin narratives that get a, a falsely accused president for seven years of Russian collusion, uh, get him impeached. 
and then a guy that has committed everything they accused him of is a big cover-up. This is dangerous. And it's not only just an attack against Donald Trump, but I believe that the whole climate change thing, it's a false narrative. I was just reading some things yesterday, and they said that all of these things that they're saying about how that this heat wave is worse than ever, that's because they reference it from 1970 forward. But if you go yeah. back to the 1930s, the 1930s were much worse than this. And so they're manipulating things. And it's just total lies and deception everywhere you turn. We had Ben Carson on this program about a week and a half ago or maybe two weeks ago, and one of the questions we asked him was, did you experience the deep state? And he said it was well entrenched for 30 or 40 years before he got there. And, you know, if you were to ask the average person watching this, Dwayne, about, uh, you know, how did you feel back in the 60s or the 70s? Did you trust the news media, I think that you would have had a much higher percentage than now. Absolutely. If you were to ask, do you trust your government? Do you believe that our elections are fair? You would have had a much higher percentage. And yet the things I'm learning are that they weren't any better back then. Mm -mm. It really was there, but it was more covert. It's subtle. What's happened is they have lost their timidness. They have come out of the closet and they are cramming this stuff down our throat. But just like you said, Trump revealed it. He, he, I often say that he didn't drain the swamp, but he <laughs> lowered the water level so that you can see all the critters. Yeah. <laughs> and so really, that's, yeah. it's not popular. And there's probably some people watching this that say, I would love to go back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, where everything was just awesome. But it wasn't awesome. Mm -mm. It was there festering. And it's like a boil or something. You got to lance it and let that stuff out. And I think it's actually positive where we are. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you just can't you can't go full blown communist dictators uh, uh, when there's a populace that values their freedom. Period. It just can't happen. And so you have to put fear in them somehow. Uh, we lost a lot of freedom because of the fear of COVID-19, where people were willing to give up the sovereignty of their bodies and let, let, let someone put something in your body that hasn't been. But you and I were talking about this before the deal. Even uh, RFK Jr. Yeah. testified that the U.S. has 4.9% of the world's population, but we had 16% of the COVID deaths. And then he compared it to Haiti, who basically didn't even inoculate anybody. 1% of the population was inoculated, and yet America had 200 times as many people die from COVID per 100 as what Haiti did. And, he, and so here is a Democrat saying that this Absolutely. whole thing was Absolutely. a farce and it yeah. was an overreach of government. And he's being assaulted as much as any Republican right now. He's being assaulted as those ministers throughout the country and in other countries have been assaulted when they tried to stand up for truth. I think, I think if I can do what some would maybe consider a shameless plug, uh, I believe this network and what you're doing with Truth and Liberty is going to better position the body of Christ to get the truth. All we need is the truth. That's all we need. And then we need people to stand for the conviction of their conscience and their truth. And this thing can be truly turned around. But as long as they're lied to, you know, during the COVID-19 COVID thing, I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in 
pastor's conferences, even with you, and I'm being accosted at the, at the, uh, at the, the product table uh, with people offended that I would question the vaccine and, and try to warn people that we need to be cautious here because when have they ever told us the truth? That's what I don't understand even about Christians. When's the last time the government told you the truth? When's the last time the media told you the truth? Then the preacher comes along and just gives a caution and you're upset. That has to change. You know, we had Steve Castle on yesterday. He was my guest. And we were talking about you. Oh, we no. were talking about how he was threatened to be arrested and all these things. Yeah. And I was talking about it and how that uh, I told you that if they arrest me, yeah. you just carry on. And I was sitting in the service and they didn't arrest me, but my staff came and got me, which is unusual. Yeah, Normally very, I stay through the whole very. thing. And they came and got me and took me out. And Dwayne, you could just nearly see all of the color drain out of his face like, oh no, they're arresting him. Well, it's, it's in the name of full disclosure, I do have people walk out on me in meetings, but I've never had Andrew walk out on me. So I knew. And plus I had warned him that they had a warrant out or a cease and desist. And but, so he was kind of. Yeah, but you know, I was bracing myself in the pulpit that if they arrest you and they were trying to arrest Billy, uh, that I'm just going to keep preaching and they'll have to drag me off this stage. That's what you saw. Would you ever believe that we would have come th to a day like that? It's funny now, uh, but that's the point. I don't think it's funny. That <laughs> <laughs> you okay. think it's funny because you weren't the one that they had. They didn't have the warrant on me. Yes, but there you go. The, the thing that's amazing, again, is when are Christians, when's the body of Christ going to wake up? When we're telling these stories, we're not making this up. That we are on the brink of preachers being arrested for preaching the gospel, it's and that if we if we don't bow the knee, it, we're back to the book of Acts, where we I guarantee you it's coming quick that we will not be able to speak in the name of Jesus. The devil knows that's the most powerful name Absolutely. on the planet. That's the biggest threat to corruption. That's the biggest threat to darkness. That's the biggest threat to the media and, and everybody else is the name of Jesus. And I won't doubt that there'll be laws coming soon where we will not be able to speak in the name of Jesus. And many of us are voting for these people. Well, it's I'm not, I don't think as many of us are voting for them as, as they uh, think because the elections have been rigged. But it is happening, and anybody watching this who you sit there and you're going to go ahead and vote for somebody because, you know, like I've got a very good friend, mutual friend of ours, I won't call his name, but um, he's very conservative. He's on my board, but he said that never again would he vote for Trump. He will vote for anybody except Trump. And I said, why? And that because he's so offensive and because of the way he does things. And I don't like some of it, but they you would vote for the other person that is an out and out. They're going to mutilate the children's bodies. They're going to sit here and open our borders. They're going to let transgenders, homosexuals rule. They're putting people in who can't even tell which bathroom to go into or a woman into the Supreme Court that can't define what a woman is. You would vote for somebody like that because you don't like the way that this guy tweets. That's something wrong with that. And the funny thing about that too, uh, everybody makes it sound like Biden is this prince or something. I mean, my whole entire adult life I've known of this guy. There is nobody more rude than him and uh, just getting in people's face. 
threatening them on the campaign trail. I don't know what people were watching there in the campaign trail, but he would threaten people. Let's go out back and fight. You know. Have you heard uh, the uh, thing that he's been berating his staff with profanity yeah, and just blasting? That's what I mean. Uh, there's just a point where, when are we going to vote our conscience? When are we going to vote and wake up enough to even realize there are no perfect candidates? But the bottom line, who's the? They're all to the left of me. But which one's the closest to me yeah, and God? Yeah. There's one right here, and I wish he was here, but he isn't. But then there's one, I can't tell if it's a human being. He's so far away. Yeah. With everything we believe, we have to vote and act in faith even in voting. And that's, that's got to change or we're in trouble. Well, I tell you, on the other side of the break, we're going to take a break here in just a second. But on the other side of the break, you were mentioning something that the Lord showed you about Biden. Now, if you don't want to share it, that's fine. I'll give you time over the break to consider it. But when we come back, maybe you could share that and that would be a blessing. So we do have some lines open. The number is 719-619-2341. And we're going to take a 90 second break here in just about three minutes. Uh, so it'll be pretty soon that you'll be able to call and you can ask Dwayne or myself any question. You can make a comment and uh, we'll be glad to talk to you. So 719-619-2341. But I tell you, one of the things that I think is good, and we have to look for good news because there's a lot of bad news out there. But just like Dwayne and I have been saying, I believe that God hasn't caused the split in our nation. I don't believe He's caused the division. I don't believe He's caused the, you know, the hateful comments and all of this kind of stuff. But it was there. He has exposed it. And I really believe it's a step in the right direction. Before you can heal, you sometimes have to lance that wound and get out all of that uh, putrid stuff that's in there. And I guarantee you, we've had a deep state and it's been bad for a long time. So I'm encouraged. I know Dwayne is. And real quickly, before we go to the break, uh, share what you, uh, Lord, showed you about a third great awakening. Well, I mean, in what way do you well, want to share? Uh, you believe that we're, we're well, already in it. Real quick, uh, yeah, we have just a couple of minutes. I was actually, actually writing uh, a manuscript, uh, Counterculture, uh, my book that deals with the culture, what we're facing, and what we need to do. And so while I was writing the manuscript, I had written in there that there's a great, a third great awakening coming. And, and I write all my books. I literally, you could look at my finger here and I mean, I've got a callus right there from, I literally write all my books. Uh, and so I'm writing and the Lord spoke to me just as plain. And, it, and the voice of the Lord is amazing. It's like, I wish I could say I wake up every morning and for 24 or, or 18 hours straight, I can just hear the clear audible voice of God. But for me, it's not that way. But this was just so clear. I wasn't asking, I wasn't praying, I'm writing. And the Lord said, it's not coming. And, and, and it, it arrested me. You know, sometimes when I hear the Lord, there's not instant joy. There's a, okay, am I okay? Are you correcting me? Is this a chastening? Uh, and so I'm writing something and my first thought was, okay, I'm wrong. Uh, there's not a third great awakening coming. God just spoke to me. And so then I said, well, Lord, what... What does this mean? And then the second voice and word of the Lord that came to me was, it's not coming, it's here. Amen. So I, I scratched out 
what I had written, and I wrote, we're in the beginning stages of the Third Great Awakening. The next day I called you, uh, uh, which I don't call you often, but I did call you, and you had just been in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and you shared with me that the Lord had spoke to you that we're in. It's not coming. We're all the third. So I mean, I get goosebumps right now to be honest, thinking it was about a confirmation it, to you and to me. It was. It was like I knew that I knew then I had heard God because you don't talk like that no, either. I wouldn't have said uh, great awake. Yeah. So that that's that's what. I experienced. So I know, I know we're in it, but sometimes a great awakening, unlike a revival, I mean, it may take 30 or 40 years before we see the apex and the reforms. Reform comes out of a great awakening. Uh, I believe we're going to see reform in education. We're going to see reform in our government. We're going to see reform in our police departments. Positive reforms came out of the first two great awakenings for humanity, not just for Christians. God loves everybody. And, and this great awakening will be His love and mercy on everybody, saved and lost. I just believe a lot of lost are going to get saved because of Amen. Well, we're going to take a break here, but we do have some lines open. The number is 719-619-2341. We'd love to have you call, and you can talk to Dwayne or myself, and you can make a comment or ask a question. So we're going to take a 90-second break, and we'll be right back. We are the antidote for what's happening in this world. But you need to see beyond the physical, and I believe that the greatest days of the church are ahead. God has a word for you, God has a plan for you, and God is raising up an army that knows how to fight the right fight the right way. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we have big plans to make a big impact. If you want to be a part of turning our nation back to God, I want to invite you to become a supporter of Truth and Liberty. You can go on our website at truthandliberty.net to the donate page and make a gift there. And you can also sign up to be uh, make a recurring automatic gift of $5 or more per month, and then you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And uh, our gifts to Truth and Liberty are not tax deductible, but I promise you, God sees your generosity. So go to Truth Liberty and become a member today. This is a godly nation. It was founded upon godly principles. God is calling us to rebuild His house so that He can manifest His glory in the midst of a corrupt and pagan world. I would argue that America has been more prosperous, more successful than any other nation because we've done more in reading and applying the Bible. It is the history for Christians to speak out and to make a difference in this nation. Okay, so we're back. Uh, My guest today is Pastor Dwayne Sheriff, and I tell you, he's a blessing, and we've been talking about some great things. So if you would, the Lord, you felt like the Lord shared some things with you about President Biden just in the last month or two recently. Yeah, yeah it was just a, a, about a month ago. And I, I think what's difficult for me and, and I think other ministers at the Word of the Lord sometimes is the secrets of the Lord belong to them that fear Him. And I think when we walk in fear, true fear, not demonic fear, but reverential fear with God, He shares things with us. But I think we need to be cautious. Why did He share that with us? And is that for me? Is that for our church? Is, is that for a setting like this? And so I struggle with some of those things. 
uh, even in what the Lord said. But at the time, it was about 40, somewhere between 40 and 50 days ago, and I should have wrote it down. But just in prayer, the Lord said that Biden has 40 days uh, and that his days are numbered. Uh, and I don't even know what 40 days was. Well, with Belshazzar, been. that was death. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I don't, you know, don't know what, what, that, what means. that means. So that's another reason the caution. Then at that time, uh, and that's, that's been now 40 or a little over 40 days ago. I should have wrote it down, but I did go to Sue and ask her to pray with me about it uh, and just test this. Is this God? I think we should test uh, the voice of the Lord. There's many voices in the world, not without significance. And so try the spirits to see whether or not they're of God. So I just laid this before the Lord and now an opportunity has opened. This is our first opportunity. Uh, but that I'm seeing things unravel exponentially in the Biden family right now. And uh, I do believe his days are numbered. I don't know what that means. Uh, I certainly don't want to say something God didn't say. Well, you know, but I think scary. God's if something was to happen, this. whether it was death or whether it was him just, you know, he's already not functioning at full. It's going to get if worse. If something was to happen, uh, to have Kamala Harris become president, that's even scarier than Biden. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I might even go to praying for Biden. Yeah. Make it. I don't know. Well, I mean, those are the mysteries of the Lord, too. Uh, I, I don't understand everything God's doing and how He's doing it. I don't know that anybody really does. But I do believe that all God was sharing to at least me personally was that our prayers have availed to reveal corruption, to turn this thing around in our country around. And I believe that it was a great offense to God what, what President Biden did with, with bathing the White House in the, in the, the, the pride flag. Uh, that is uh, egregious to God and, and, and the leader of, a, of the free world to do that. And then when he came out and talked about uh, children being born in the wrong bodies, and that God made them this way, uh, and that even we as Christians should, should support these children transitioning because God made them that way. I, I think those are lines that you just can't cross. That's terrible. So let's go to our phones. We got Mitchell from Tennessee, and you're on Truth and Liberty Live call in with Pastor Dwayne and Andrew. Good afternoon, uh, Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Andrew. Um, yes, sir. Have, yes, sir. I'm blessed. No complaints at all. I have Amen. a question for you. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, do you all think we're going to go? Do you think we're going to be in World War, World War Three soon? And do you think? My other question is: Do you think we're? Is that the last war before the Lord comes? And do you think our power grid is uh, finally going to? Do you think they're going to actually mess with our power? Well, Mitchell, let me start and just say that I don't know. I haven't got a clear word from God on that. I do believe that because of the nuclear weapons and the technology with drones and all of the things that we wouldn't have a world war in the sense like World War II where you pull out all of the stops, you drop an atomic bomb on, on Nagasaki, Hiroshima. I don't think that we'll have that kind of a thing because if you did, you would unleash things that would wipe. I mean, it would just be devastating. I don't think it's going to go to that degree. Uh, 
but I don't doubt that we're going to have wars. We've had more wars since the Soviet war, since the Soviet Union disbanded. We've had more wars than we had before that. But they're just little skirmishes here and there. So I I think we're very close to war, but I'm not sure it's going to be a World War Three. I wouldn't. You know, that'd just be my personal opinion. I, I I lean the same way. I certainly pray we don't. Uh, but that's, that's why we've got to wake up in this country and we need to put people in authority that are sane, that are functional, that have a conscience, that, that can make good and godly decisions. And right now we are, in my opinion, very vulnerable uh, where we're setting. And uh, that's part of what I really believe God was saying to me, that change is coming and a third great awakening is coming. But I don't know that anybody could tell you how that's going to happen. Uh, we would love to see it happen this way, but I've been in the Lord for quite a while, and most things don't happen the way I wish or thought in my carnal mind they would happen. Uh, so, but I wouldn't fear regardless. The main thing is that we continue to teach that God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind, and that we have to do the right thing no matter what happens or doesn't happen. You know, Lieutenant uh, General Jerry Boykin is a friend of mine, Alan West, who is a, a colonel in the Army, and many military people are friends of mine, and they have told me that our military is in severe uh, problems because of the way that it's been emasculated, that they're putting in transgenders, homosexuals, they're doing all of this woke stuff where you have to you know, have equity and all of this, and it has compromised. And not only the personnel, but uh, as far as uh, our equipment, our Navy has shrunk, and China is building up big time. So anyway, there's a lot of really negative things going on, and uh, I think that we're in a critical situation. And back to some of the things Dwayne and I were talking about, I think that if President Trump had been president, that I guarantee you Putin would not have invaded the Ukraine. Uh, he backed uh, North Korea down, you know, right after he first became president and they were shooting these rockets and boy, he backed them down and dealt with that. China was really hurting because they, everybody talks about them being the second uh, biggest economic power in the world and that's true, but they're like 120th the size of the United States. That's how far ahead of everybody else we were. And Trump put the screws on them when he put these tariffs in, and it was making a difference. And if Trump had been president during this time, we wouldn't have had that withdrawal from Afghanistan That's the way we did. Correct. And people are laughing at us and stuff. So it's really critical. But you know what? I can't control any of that. That's right. All I can do is control me and just speak the truth. That's all you can do, Mitchell. That's all any of us can do. And of course, pray and believe, but we need to let God use us to turn this thing around. Well, and that's why it's important that we act on our faith again, and it does matter who's president. It does. And that we don't vote in a president on one issue, uh, but rather the big picture. And the big picture definitely is if China invades Taiwan, we're looking at a, a geopolitical nightmare uh, and the potential for a, a, a third world war. I just believe that, that saner minds are going to prevail shortly. I don't think Biden's got the guts to do a world war. I think he no. would probably appease them. 
I believe he would not only appease them, I'm concerned that somebody like him, if we keep putting him in power, would surrender America. They want to be a communist country anyway. Uh, rather than fight, I believe that there are certain people that would surrender our sovereignty over. And why the should threat. the foreign countries want a world war when we have all these nuclear things when they can corrupt us from the inside and, and take that, over and through that, our politicians? I think that is the plan, not World War III, but the plan has always been since the 60s to corrupt us from within, and that's what's happening. But God is revealing it, and we're going to turn it around. So, Mitchell, I think that what you're saying is a possibility, but I really believe that the war inside of our nation is actually more dangerous to us than having a world war. We're, we're having a cultural war, and uh, we believe God's going to turn it around. So, we've still got some lines open, 719-619-2341. Let's go to Frank in Missouri, and you have a question, I think, for Pastor Duane. Frank, are you on the line with us? Well, yes, uh, and I just want to say I appreciate the both of you, and, and I was blessed to be a couple of days ago to talk to Pastor Sheriff, and uh, and and, and uh, yesterday you, uh, Andrew, it's too awesome. I'm really overwhelmed just having the privilege of, but but you come up. Um, it's not all that overwhelming because you come up on my 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 screen about five times a day. You were the first thing that came up this morning, and it was like, uh, uh, let's see, what, what what was it? It was, uh, you know, uh, really I appreciate the uh, the privilege that uh, that we have, and especially you. I've been following you for twenty years. The privilege of being able to think through the Bible, or really letting the Bible think through us. I think through you, I, I tagged up into what you were saying about the pride going before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, and that's why God can't use some people in, in leadership because it would end up destroying them. Yeah, and then you should be talking about, with a you should be talking with a Texas accent by now, Frank. All <laughs> the time that you've listened to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. To, I have, I'm blessed to, just to be able to have a conversation. But I told Pastor Sheriff uh, uh, on Wednesday about being in City Hall from four o'clock till eleven, and the brother anointed the doors uh, of, of City Hall. And I, you know, my natural man is saying, "Well, what is this guy doing?" And the Holy Ghost said, "He's ushering." Away in, uh, away for me to come into this meeting. We were in that in that city hall, me and that pastor from four to five before anybody showed up, and then we didn't get out of there till eleven thirty at night. But uh, and I did, I wanted to go home about ten o'clock because I was, it was wearing me out. I mean, the, half the room was LBGTQ, and I told Pastor Sheriff this uh, about what happened. He tore that flag and and then brought out old glory. Uh, 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 that flag. Well, Frank, have you have you got a question? I, it sounds like you are really passionate about all of this. But do you have a question for us or a comment? Yeah, the you know, the hope that that we have in God that that God's gonna God's gonna take over it. And, and really, this comes from uh, this is the comment I'll quit is uh, uh, from. Uh, 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 Jensen Franklin, uh, his book, this new book he's got out, and he said that this is a this is not a suggestion from the uh, Apostle Paul. And this, I had the last word, Andrew, <laughs> Pastor, brother Andrew, that you don't like to be called pastor. 
I'm not a pastor. I work for a living. <laughs> oh, oh, that one hurt. The last word was the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet Amen. of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort. I get great comfort from all the rest Amen. of the garbage that's going on in this world. Amen. That was the last word at 1130. <laughs> and I receded but the other minute and a half. I had to get out of there. <laughs> and I gave the mayor a word, too. I told him what Jonathan Kahn said. Who gave you the right, Mr. President, to use the rainbow for your LBGTQ? Well, his eyes bugged out. And anyways, these, these politicians are having too much fun with the, with this stuff. They, they, don't, they ain't taking it as serious as being. Well, we need more people passionate like you, Frank, Amen. and praise God. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Well, I've got great hope. I think part of his question was, you know, is there hope for America? Absolutely. And not only is there a sovereign God, and Andrew, you're one of the few people I just admire that I think has a real balance on capital S, sovereign God, little s, us, sovereign beings created in his image and his likeness. But I do believe that we're going to see a Gideon's army that God doesn't have to have a lot of people. He's, he's had armies where he cut them back. So God is raising up in this hour voices, uh, people that hear him, love him, are loyal to him, and that our nation is sovereignly, I believe, birthed by God. Our freedoms come from God, and we still will be the city set on the hill, the light of the world, I believe. Well, you know, I believe that we already are seeing this happen. Like you, we were talking about, we're already in the third great awakening. It's just not being reported by the 10 spies network. <laughs> but we are, you know, in my personal experience, I know more ministers that are rising up and yeah. speaking now than ever. Is that the same with you? Oh, I guarantee you when I first, when I first came out, even in 2016, I felt like I was starting over again and just the outside guy. Now I don't get, I don't get the pushback I got and I'm getting the support I didn't have. Uh, and so there's no doubt the preachers are waking up. It just takes yeah. a few people. Yeah. It's like that domino effect. Somebody's got to step up. I think if you'd have got arrested at that pastor's conference. That would been the worst thing the devil had ever done. We'd have saw a national move, I believe. I, I could say that was part of the look on my face is this may be sparking because I'm not coming out of this pulpit. They will drag me yeah. out of this pulpit. Uh, and I think the devil, the devil knew, uh-oh, I overstepped. And let me say something else that I don't think I've shared on this format, but uh, on July the 4th, we were having our summer family Bible conference and it was just powerful. It was awesome. And I was praising God. And as I was praising God, I was saying, thank you, Father, for 247 years ago, we've signed the declaration and all of this. And the Lord spoke to me and he said on the 250th anniversary, which is three years from now, he says, even the unbelievers will see that this woke stuff is in retreat. Now, that didn't say that it would be over with. It didn't say that there wouldn't still be a fight. And he didn't tell me what's in between here and there. And it could be <laughs> real ugly. But I really believe that we're going to see this. Even the unbelievers are going to see this turn around. And, one, and let me just, before you say anything, let me say that even in Sweden, you know, they were at least 10 years ahead of us 
on the transgender, homosexual stuff and legalizing drugs and all of this stuff. And it has gotten so bad in Sweden that this year they have actually passed legislation that they will not do any transgender surgery or hormone blockers on any youth below 18 years of age. That's because good. it was just devastating the thing. So. Yeah. Uh, it's already happened there. I believe it's going to happen here that people are going to see, even the unbelievers are going to turn from this. Well, something that just leaps in my heart when you say 250, uh, every 50 years in the Bible, Jubilee. there's the year of Jubilee. And you were to announce freedom to all the inhabitants. That was believers, unbelievers, Hebrews, Gentiles, everybody in the land got to hear the good news of freedom. So something probably is going to happen. I also, I also am excited to see that even in places like you're saying Sweden, uh, this, this World Economic Forum and Great Reset uh, and, and the fear mongering of global warming, uh, part of the agenda is population control and depopulation. Yeah. And we've got a whole generation. This is why people have ignorantly even embraced abortion, uh, that there's a morality to this. We're saving the planet. We're, we're not bringing more humans that are the problem in. The transgender movement is also demonic in the name of population control. Mm -hmm. These people will never be able to have kids. That's why people of darkness are celebrating this. Uh, because of this evil agenda of, of man is the problem and we have to depopulate. So there's a lot of big picture stuff that the, even the average Christian, I didn't for years, kind of see this big picture. And I think God's going, there's a big picture here of evil. These things are evil. They're not just, I disagree with you, yep. you disagree with me, uh, that's your morality. I got my morality. No, this stuff is evil, evil. and God is tolerate. going to push back. Yeah. God is going to push back. Big S <laughs> is going to intervene and little s, us, the faith side to the grace side are going to respond. So we've got some lines open at 719-619-2341. You know, one of the things that I was teaching uh, to our army uh, that means the Association of Related Ministries International, and we're having an army meeting this week. And one of the things I was teaching them is in Leviticus chapter 20, it says that any person who offers their children in sacrifice to the god Molech, he would destroy them. And then in verse 3 and 4, it says anybody who closes their eyes to what they've done, God would set himself against them until he destroyed them. Mm. Now, when you say close your eyes, that means that it's right in front of you, but you choose not to look at it. Mm. You close your eyes to it. It's not like you have to go looking for it. And so when this evil is happening, it's not a matter of like you were saying, saying that you got your standard of morality, I've got mine, I'll respect you, I'll tolerate you, you tolerate me. No, it's evil and we have, to, it's right in front of us and we have a responsibility to stand up. And if we don't, God is holding us accountable. That, the, the coolest thing, if you, want a, if you want a current spark that says something's happening is the sound of freedom. And not just the movie, The Sound of Freedom, and the awareness now and the awakening of human trafficking, sex trafficking, slavery. You, you, you hear about slavery and everybody wants to talk about hundreds of years ago and we got slavery right under us and we've closed our eyes. It's not just the awakening of it, it's the opposition that's coming against, against it. it. Yeah. 
that is God showing us this evil. Why would anybody Why be would, against child trafficking? Or against stopping child trafficking. Well, excuse me, that's what I meant. Yes, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, that's thank awesome. You. Thank you. Uh, but that shows evil. That's how evil these people yeah. are. They're defending now. The media is defending pedophilia. They're defending minor attraction people uh, as if this is normal now. Evil wants to normalize things that God calls abominations. And in order to do that, they have to attack Christians because we are the conscience of America. We're, we're, the, the, we're the conscience. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why we have to, in love, speak up. I'm not against anybody. I know you personally, you're not against anybody. Uh, and yet if we don't speak up, our silence is interpreted as approval. And God doesn't approve these things. He loves people. He loves all of us. He's forgiving. He's extended forgiveness. But when He says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, compassion on whom I will have compassion, He's talking about if we reject His mercy, if we reject His forgiveness, then there is wrath that awaits the children of disobedience. And we must at least warn them. Absolutely. I tell you, the things that are going on have gone beyond people just making mistakes. They're, they are evil. They are cramming this stuff down our throat. I'm sure you saw the, uh, the uh, gay parade that they had where men were totally nude and in front of children in a parade. They were doing that. That stuff's demonic. And it was just 10 years ago, five years ago probably, you'd be arrested for that immediately. Yeah, they should be. And they should be, but they're not. Why? They've perverted And if you speak out against it, well, then you're a homophobe. Yeah. Yep. It's just weird. All right, let's see if we can squeeze this in. Omni from Oklahoma. Uh, you are on the phone with Pastor Dwayne and Andrew. Um, <clears throat> yes, I just had a quick question. The culture wars, do you think it's a result of hatred of God or the United States or figuring that you could only bring down the United States by attacking God? You know, let me start by saying that I don't think people understand that they are being motivated by the devil. They've given themselves over to the devil and they may sit there and think that socialism is okay and they may say that it's progressive and stuff, but it's really, it's, it, they're influenced by the devil and I don't think that some of them are aware of what they're doing. Some of the leaders are definitely aware of what they're doing. Oh yeah. I actually had a congressman who dealt with Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and stuff, and he dealt with them on a regular basis. And I asked this question, are they doing this in ignorance or do they know what they're doing? And he said, they know exactly what they're yeah. doing. They are just flat out evil and they are out to destroy this nation. Yeah, I think to answer the question again, uh, all of it goes back to God and a rejection of God. When we say cultural wars, we're not talking about, or I'm not talking about just carnal stuff and, and this group against that group. As a matter of fact, I struggle with even naming certain things because I don't want people to think I'm talking about flesh at all. This is a spiritual battle is what the Bible teaches us. That we're not flesh, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places and the rulers of the darkness of this world. So when we say cultural war, we're talking about this war of against truth, lies against truth. That, that, and you've said that often, that the real war and the cultural war is against truth versus lies. Yep. Righteousness versus, dark. versus unrighteous, light versus dark. So the root of all of it absolutely goes to God 
and the only way we can counter it isn't in the flesh, but it is by God, and be that light that God's called us in the darkness. In my book, Counterculture, I, I talk about how that we dwell in a culture of, of, of hate, death, and darkness. And the only way you can counter that is with love, life, and light. And so God is calling us to be the counterculture, not in the flesh, and get down in the flesh with just arguing and debating and hating and trying to counter hate with hate, but to really be that light in Jesus. Put on Jesus, the armor of God. Yeah. Let me read this. You know, John 3, 16, everybody's heard that verse, but they don't know the context of it. But it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And look at this in verse 19. It says, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may, may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So it really is. I, you can sit there and say socialism versus capitalism. You can say morality versus immorality. You can say all of these different things. But if you just peel back the layers, layers it's truth versus lie, light versus dark, evil versus good. And this says people who do evil hate the light. They have to hate the light or their own conscience will condemn them. That, that's how you can tell, too. My biggest deal with, with the church is discernment. That's what puzzles me, alarms me sometimes. Where's the discernment? The fact that they hate the light, you're supposed to know their deeds are evil. That's right. That's how it manifests, because they're going to lie and twist and spin and do narratives and fraud, and on and on it goes. But the bottom line is, if they hate the light, that's your <laughs> cue their deeds are evil. Boy, if Dwayne was saying something and I just right in front of him, that's not true. And I countered it, I guarantee you there is automatically going to be a pushback. He would sit there and you don't like to be told that you're wrong. And when you sit there and say that homosexuality is wrong and abusing children is wrong and all this stuff, they have to come out against you or they have to repent. And most people aren't at the place of repenting. Can I say something quick there too? It says, that this is the condemnation. They love the darkness. Yep. We'll be accused many times of condemning people. It's not in my heart to condemn anyone. It's impossible for me to condemn them. They're condemned already, mm -hmm. and I'm just shining the light on the darkness, and that is their condemnation, yep. and that's why Jesus said ultimately they'll be cast into outer darkness. So thanks, Ami, for your call. We're going to take a break here and then come back. We've got our last segment. We still have some lines open at 719-619-2341. We'd love to hear from you. But let's take a little 90-second break, and we'll be right back. 
At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. The moment you believe your healing is done and it's just a matter of time until whatever the symptoms are, are gone. You observe what Jesus did and try in your mind and say, I'm making a judgment that Jesus paid the price for me. We focus on what the doctors can do for us more than what God can do for us. Say, God is my healer, not the doctor. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. All right, we're back. This is our last segment. We've got just 29 minutes before our program's over, so we encourage you to call in 719-619-2341. Let's go to Bridget in Massachusetts, and you're on the uh, program with Pastor Dwayne and Andrew. Oh, I just love both of you. <laughs> well, thanks. God bless you, but I have a question. Thank you. I'm still a baby Christian, but I do not understand what is the Great Awakening and what does it mean? Well, let me start, but you know, Bill Federer is a good friend of mine and David Barton, and these guys are treasures. They know American and, and world history better than anybody, and I have really gone to school and learned through them. But the first Great Awakening is when there was multiple people involved, but George Whitfield preached up and down among all of the colonies, and they had a huge turning to the Lord. And I mean, there was not, uh, I've actually heard Bill Federer say that there's probably not a single person in the colonies that did not hear George Whitfield preach. That's how the impact that he had. And because of it, people turned to the Lord, the churches rose up, and in the U.S., uh, declaration and Constitution. I've heard the figure, I can't call it right now, but it's 30 or 40 preaching sermons were quoted in these founding documents. And this nation was actually birthed in revival. It caused the American Revolution. That's what caused them to stand up. So that was the first Great Awakening. The second Great Awakening was about uh, 40 years, I think, in the early 1800s. And it actually rose up the uh, uh, abolitionist movement and it, and it brought the conflict between the slave owners and the uh, people that wanted the slaves to be freed to a head. And it resulted in the Civil War. And so these had huge impact on not only the moral uh, condition of people, but it translated into changing things in the nation. And David Barton made this distinction between a revival, a move of God, and things like this in an awakening. A revival may touch individuals. It may see many people change, the church changed or something like that, but it doesn't necessarily change society. An awakening changes the society. And I believe that we are in that third great awakening. And, that, and I'm not a historian. 
I'm, I'm a simple guy, and that is exactly how I see it uh, in the sense of what we're saying, an awakening. There's this national moment that people begin to have God breathe on their conscience even, uh, and an awareness of, wait a minute, this is wrong, this is right, and now because the church truly comes alive in these great awakenings, when you look at it historically, then we start to have positive reforms and positive impact. Now, again, the first one led to the revolution, the second one to the Civil War. Those are the things that trouble me on how will this really work out, because there was such an awakening, not just with Christians, but with lost people, and see, remember, lost people, they can, they can be awakened to, to truth and, and, and what's good and moral, but not know how to apply it properly. I was visiting with a friend of mine one time, and I was making this comparison, the First Great Awakening, Revolution, Second Great Awakening, Civil War. What's going to happen in a Third Great Awakening? And I said, man, it'd be terrible if it caused another war. And uh, the guy that I was talking to says, aren't some things worth fighting for? And you know, there's a lot of people that honestly, they don't do what's right. They do what they think is going to produce a certain result. Right. And it was John Quincy Adams that says, duty is ours, results are the Lord's. Amen. And all we can do is pray for an awakening to come. And regardless of what the results of it are, we need to stand and we need to stand for morality and let come what comes. And yeah, it. and even though those were horrible wars, look at all the good that came out of them. Uh, at least today, if you say slavery, there's nobody that would embrace slavery uh, actively unless it's, today. Unless it's, uh, uh, unless it's human trafficking. Yeah, human trafficking. And out of their, yeah. their, their sight and, and touch. But I'm just saying uh, that awakening brought moral reforms and change for the betterment of society. Yeah. So let's go to Gail in Michigan, and you're on the phone with Andrew and Pastor Dwayne. Welcome, Gail. Good afternoon. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> um, I have so many concerns, <laughs> but I guess the main thing is how do we handle, how do we pray for our churches? and our families that are being torn apart by this wokeness? Man, that's a big question, and I don't have a simple answer. I'd say, first of all, we have to stand up, and in our realm of influence, like with Dwayne and me, he pastors multiple churches. I've got the television and these programs and stuff. We have to stand up, and under the, peop the people that are under our influence, we have to start speaking out against it. It's not going to change unless it's exposed and unless it's revealed and dealt with. So that's the first thing I'd say. Of course we need to pray about it, and I'll get criticism over this, but I often say that in the same way that faith without works is dead, prayer without works is dead. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people that say, well, let's pray about this. Well, yes, I pray about it all of the time, but prayer, if you don't act on it, if you don't stand up and do something, I think it's useless. And I'll get criticized thinking no, I don't believe in prayer. That's it's not, not what I'm saying. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not. We have to, if we see somebody hungry, uh, James says, you can't just pray 
for them to be filled and walk off. You have to go get food. That's right. Uh, someone that doesn't have a coat, you don't pray they be warm. You, if you have to, you give them one. Uh, so there has to be action. Let me just encourage you that this is real. Uh, the woke movement, because it's demonic, its goal is division, division, division. Certainly our homes, our churches, our country. But you have to be steadfast. You have to trust that the truth prevails. You have to trust that God is faithful. You have to trust that the seeds you've sown in your family will get watered if people will stand up and speak the truth in love and that there, there will be an awakening to your family. Uh, we're seeing this in all of our churches. I not only am still involved in Victory Life, I, I minister in churches somewhere every weekend, uh, and all of our churches are suffering from this assault and then us standing up to it. But we have to stand up, but then we believe God again for the results, that God is loyal to our children, God is loyal to our families, and the truth always prevails. There is no other option. Do not waver, do not go backwards, don't agree with them. That's not gonna change anything or fix anything. So you do have to stand up, but do it in love, uh, and then trust God over time, the endurance through faith and patience, we inherit the promises, Hebrews 6, 12. So you're gonna to have to endure this pain, but some things are worth suffering for, and righteousness is one of them. But my first line of defense would be just to stand up and speak the truth. And I still believe that there are more godly people who reject, they know that you can't just change your sex by saying, I feel like a woman today. They know that it's wrong to abuse children and to take off part of their bodies. That is a very, very, very small group of people that do this, but they happen to have the ear of everybody. They've got the things. And just look at Disney. Disney has lost $900 million since they came out with their woke stuff. Look at the uh, movie that came out, Harrison Ford. It was the last in the sequel and stuff, and it was overwhelmed by the sound of freedom things. People are looking for godly things, and if Christians would just stand up, when you start seeing these woke churches, and if the Christians would stand up and say something, I guarantee you that stuff would go away. It would quit exerting that influence. You need to pray, Matthew 9, 38. Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. He said, pray for laborers to go into the harvest. Pray for your children that God will send a laborer that can connect to them, that can meet them where they are and bring them where they need to be. So pray for laborers to cross the path of your children. And you be a laborer for a parent that's praying for their children. That's why you have to speak the truth in love. Somebody's praying for that child and you're the laborer God has sent. Pray for laborers and Amen. you'll see a change. So if we quit get going along just to get along and we stand up and start resisting this, it'll work. So let's go to Cynthia. Uh, you're a member of Truth and Liberty, also a Caris student. Thank you, Cynthia. You're in Colorado Springs. You're on with Andrew and Pastor Duane. Oh, thank you, Andrew and Pastor Duane. It's great to be able to bring this question or this concern to you today. And thank you for the answer you just gave that woman. I was listening to Kenneth Higgins this morning and reminded how we we not only have the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, which obviously you've both taught me that, but that uh, we have to be a reflection of Jesus and we have to be a demonstration. Amen. So anyway, my, my concern, and I've been really concerned for the past few months of watching all these multifamily dwellings that are just being put up everywhere, even in the mall parking lot. 
and I'm like, okay, Lord, what's going on here? Who's going to fill all these all these dwellings, and why are they being built in such enormous amounts? I mean, every piece of land seems to have them, and evidently not just here in Colorado Springs. Um, and it doesn't have anything to do with opening up the borders and letting the immigrants in. I just would love to have your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I, I'm in Colorado Springs, and I last time I was there, I saw all of these houses going up. And, you know, if it's just the population that's moving in, that's one thing. But if they're doing it to house the homeless, if they're doing it to house illegal aliens, did you know what this is? It's socialism. It's communism. Because they're making me and you, who, who do produce and do pay taxes, and we're the ones that are building this. So they're taking from us and uh, enabling these other people. Does this, and I, if I say that, I can guarantee you people are gonna say, so you aren't compassionate. You're one of those uh, haters that you hate the homeless. No, that's not what I'm doing. But you know what? In Colorado, they legalize drugs and we've got a lot of druggies that you can get all of these drugs and they have just dropped out of society. If you were to start putting in godly things, make people so that they have to, um, take care of themselves, it would change this situation around. You go to the liberal cities, those are the ones who are overrun with uh, homeless. Those are the ones who are overrun with uh, uh, illegal aliens, except on the border where the liberals have forced them into this situation. And if we were to make it so that people uh, had to go to work to eat, like the scripture says, if you don't work, don't eat, we could solve this situation. And you know, in Colorado Springs, we started the uh, Colorado Springs uh, Rescue Mission, and they now have just taken it, and it's, it's one of the, it, it distributes more clothes, more furniture than any government organization in Colorado Springs, and they can house up to five or 600 people per night in their deal. They, and they have told me, I support them on a monthly basis still, and they have said there is not a reason that one person has to be homeless in Colorado Springs. There is enough beds right there in our one facility that we've started to take care of everything. But in order to do it, you cannot come in and you can't do drugs and they have certain things. They don't, you don't have to quit being a druggie, but you can't do it while you're there and there's certain things. And they, there's people that just choose not to do that. So again, it's, it's totally wrong. I'm sure you got an opinion on all this. I'm sticking to my number one uh, opinion. Quit voting for people that want to leave the border wide open. Why would we vote for someone that wants to destroy the country? And yet millions of people are voting for people that are facilitating the very thing and 10 times worse than you're talking about. We can fix this in one election. Just vote for people that are going to do the right thing or the biblical thing, and it's fixed. And you know, Governor Abbott, uh, because they won't finish the wall and won't enforce the border things, he put some kind of a, a thing in the uh, Rio Grande that hinders people coming across, and Biden is suing him. It's a to flotation. Get it it's literally a flotation in the middle. It's got a screen that goes He's to the bottom. He's going to try and make yeah. them let yeah. people. That's just, it's demonic. 
it's just it is wrong 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 and man there are a lot of uh, evil people coming into our country we aren't against immigration but there is a right and a wrong immigration we've got a lot of immigrants that are right here working in my ministry but they all went through the process and they've gotten their green card or they've become citizens we've even helped people Absolutely. get their cards Absolutely. and do it right that work for me Absolutely. so i've probably we're, got we're, we're four I, I probably have 30 or 40 uh, foreign people because they come to Bible school and they go through and they get their R1 visa and then they get a green card and then they get citizenship. Anyway, we need to hurry on if we're going to take some of these calls. So let's go to Cindy in New York. You are on Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to, um, I was just heard recently a lot about the golden billion or something where you know, they're going to deplete some of the population, but are they the same people that have the open borders and have let so many people through the borders into our country? And if, and if that is, is that part of the plan, you think, just to um, get to a point where we look around and say, wow, there's a lot of people here, and then they start making these uh, laws that will... Um, you know, maybe pull the plugs and get rid of some senior citizens and, you know, make it easier for them to get their agenda through. Well, it's a complicated issue. I think that some of the people, the liberals who are really pushing this and demanding it, they are doing it because they, they give these people money they buy their votes. They're pushing for illegal aliens to be able to vote, and it's a power grab. They see it as a way of them keeping in power, and they would sell their mother to the devil if they could keep in power. So that's part of it, but then it goes back to what I was saying earlier out of John chapter 3, that those who do evil, they just hate what's good. And to make people responsible to where you have to earn something instead of just having it given to you and stuff like this, it, they may not even recognize it, but they are inspired by the devil. Their values come from the devil. They, they reject godly principles where you have to earn something. And so whether they know it or not, they're being motivated by the devil in this thing. Well, the, the pattern of government and corrupt government has always been to create the, the crisis and then act like you're the savior to fix it. Yep. And so a lot of this is planned crisis. Uh, and then be able to save everybody. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely planned. I can't answer any better than he did. I, I've not known and heard too much about the, the depopulation. I do know that a part of the movement of the global warming uh, reset, the great reset people, is depopulation. Uh, but I, I, I don't know enough to speak into that any further than this is in the heart. But that's the devil, too. The devil hates us, and he's trying to kill us. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so when his fingerprints are on anything that is of him, it'll have steal. Boy, that's going on. It'll have kill, and it'll have destroy. You know, I actually saw a movie entitled Died Suddenly, and it was more of a documentary about the COVID vaccines, and they show that the death rate has gone, oh, man, I can't quote it exactly, but it's up four times or five times over what it has been traditionally. Four. Four times. And they are 
saying that mortuaries can't, they are having to put people in coolers because they can't even bury the people quick enough. They can't cremate the bodies quick enough. And anyway, they were showing things. And in an effort to make their point that this was planned, uh, they, I, they actually put Bill Gates on speaking at one of these TED conferences. And I heard Bill Gates say, hear, say this with my own ears on this documentary. And he said, this was before COVID. He said, if we could come up with a vaccine that the entire world had to take, we could decrease the population 15 to 20% through a vaccine. And it just so happens that Bill Gates is one of the biggest contributors to Pfizer, which was the person that put out the COVID vaccine. And, uh, I, did I say this about, go ahead. No, did you say what? I was going to say about, uh, I think it was uh, RFK. Did I say him about talking about the vaccines? I know yep. we talked about it in yep. my office. Did I say yep. it here on this program? Anyway, yep. I'm going to say it again in case I missed it. But he was <laughs> testifying and said that the U.S. has 4.9% of the population. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Well, then I don't need to say it again. But it was good. It you was good. Say it again. <laughs> the bottom line is wake up. We better wake up. We need discernment. We need to put our trust in God, put our trust in the Word of God, learn to hear the voice of God, and quit listening to these people that are snowing us and literally walking us down a path of death. Uh, and yet in the church, I can testify that any time I brought up, I got canceled on nearly every social media network. And if I brought up even how evil mandated vaccines are, I don't know where our brains are as Christians mandated vaccines, losing the sovereignty of my body and the government putting something in my body that hasn't been tested and I don't know how my body's going to react. And you think it's wrong for me to warn people of the mark of the beast, literally, that that's like taking a mark in your body. You can't buy, you can't sell, you can't go to work. We got to wake up because what's coming, I'm more concerned about what's coming than what's already here and us being asleep. So we need to get real with God. We need to get right with God. And we need to be loyal to Jesus unto death Amen. in this last hour. You know, this next caller, I'm going to have to answer you without getting you on the air. And I'm sorry for this, Gladys, but the reason is she's asking about E.W. Jackson running for president. And what do I think about that? And I have to be cautious in what I say. My lawyers have been telling me that we have people just waiting for me to do something. And so I've got to be a little uh, discreet about what I say. But E.W. Jackson is on, has been on the board of Truth and Liberty, and we had to remove him when he ran for president. He has been one of our normal hosts on uh, Truth and Liberty, and we had to remove that. And so anyway, I don't think it's wrong for me to say that he's running for president, and he has declared two weeks ago. and. Uh, He's beginning to get a little bit of traction, but I just can't talk about it other than to inform that it has happened. I can't endorse him without getting in trouble. So well, I'm going to have to let that go. I won't get in trouble, but I'm not going to endorse anybody either. Uh, we have to be careful. It's not our job as ministers of the gospel to get anybody elected. That th Nobody was responsible to get me in the ministry. And so God has to play a role in that and their calling. And so I would just say to you that we know him. He's already he's said that and he's a man of integrity and character. He wouldn't have been on, on the board. So thank God that God is speaking to people that have character, integrity, love Jesus, 
and so I'll just go that far and no further. And if anybody's interested in finding out about it, you can go to, I'm sure, E.W. Jackson for president or something like that and find out whatever he's got. So let's go to Jennifer in New Jersey. And Jennifer, you are on Truth and Liberty Live. Call in with Pastor Dwayne and Andrew. Hello. How are you? How do you we are blessed. Yes, you are. It is always such a pleasure to see you two together interacting and laughing. It's you two are brothers. It's, it's just we are brothers. We are brothers. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, the better, better looking, looking one before too. he says it. I'm the better looking one. Who would win an arm wrestling contest? Oh, no way. He's too wiry. Wiry? He, I may be a little thinner than him, but I'm a lot stronger. Oh, no. Yeah, I am. Oh, so my we aren't talking is, about breath here. We're talking about <laughs> muscles. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Jennifer, what did you guys ask here? Oh, my goodness, if I can remember it now. Okay, <laughs> if, you, if either of you have a comment or um, opinion about Obama's chef dying, and also how much influence do you think the Clintons and Obamas and maybe Bushes have in this current administration's uh, actions and... You know, I don't have any uh, way of knowing that in the natural, and the Lord hadn't spoken to me spiritually, but I just cannot believe that Biden is competent enough to run anything, and he is being manipulated. And I've had some people who are in Congress in the White House, and they have told me that they, they didn't tell me, but they said they could tell me the people who are calling the shots, that Biden is nothing but a puppet. And when you see him, and when you see the mistakes that he makes and he forgets everything, I just cannot believe that he is running the show. Somebody's pulling the strings. I can't say who they are. Would you say something else? Well, it just saddens me that, and, and you did a good job on the question of even throwing in a Republican. Uh, this is not just a Democrat-Republican party. This is, this is a corrupt par uh, problem, and it's, it's heavy in one party, in my honest opinion. Absolutely. But we've got, we've got issues in the Republican Party. That's why I, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a Republican advocate. Uh, I'm an advocate for Jesus, and if the Republican's on the right side, I'm going to be there. Absolutely. But we definitely do not condone anything that is corrupt. And, and there's some issues you brought up that I don't have enough information either, but I have even out of my church people that are elected to the U.S. Congress. Uh, I'm having one as a guest on at the end of, of August. And uh, you, may, you may call back and maybe ask him. He was a part of the 20 that uh, stood up to McCarthy in the selection of the House Speaker. And you not only had the media attack the 20, you not only had every Democrat in unison attack them, you had Republicans that were attacking these people. And I'm telling you, they were good people. I know one of them, again, came out of my church, and I'll have him on the program again at the end of, of August, and we might talk about that. But we've got issues in the Republican Party that if there aren't people of conscience again and led by the Spirit deal with that, it's going to take us a lot longer to get out of this issue. Do you know, when Trump was first elected, he had the House and the Senate controlled by Republicans, and yet they fought against him. And I guarantee that's where they came up with the word rhino, Republican yep. in name only. Yep. It's, it's not just a Republican and Democrat. It's just evil versus good. I think this is probably going to have to be our last caller, but let's go to Becky. And Becky is a subscriber. You're calling from Michigan. You're on with Pastor Dwayne and Andrew. 
Thank you. I listen to both of you a lot, so thank you for mm-hmm. all that you do. Um, my question is, um, there's a lot of unbelievers that will say, well, they're drag queen shows, there's nothing wrong with them, and they're family-friendly. How would you talk to an unbeliever about them? I know. How can a person say a drag queen show is family friendly? Yeah, but that's the best reaction. I think we just modeled how you need to react to them. We need to quit validating what they're saying and even arguing with it. That's like a person saying that the earth is flat. And you just say, have you ever been up in an airplane and seen the curve of the earth or something? I don't know, Becky. Some people are so far gone that they call light dark and dark light and good evil and good. You just, how do you reason with people like that? Well, I, I mean, I know, I know we're, we're, we're reacting. Now I, I, I've gathered my thoughts and I'd like to try to respond uh, that uh, I'm not sure how to respond. I can react. But I mean, you've got to you got to minister to them at, at, by the Holy Spirit. If you're not led by the Holy Spirit, you know everybody kind of wants usually a black and white answer to everything. And if everything was black and white, and we could just tell you do this. We wouldn't need a Holy Spirit. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? So you need to learn to hear the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what that person needs to hear, knows exactly what would open their eyes. He's the one that God sent to lead the world and to convict and convince and convert. I can't convince anybody of anything, convict anybody of anything, or convert anybody, but I can share the truth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can convict them. But I think that we should react and say, you know, your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. (laughs) We need to communicate something like that, because if you try and say, well, we understand. There is no way to understand. Yeah, I I didn't mean... Well, no, I'm not saying... That we're reacting in a funny way. Absolutely. Now, I, I don't know if I should give advice like this, but a lot of times, I mean, I'm, I'm just sarcastic with people. My, my natural side just rises up and have you lost your mind? Can yeah. you see who dropped you at birth? I could give you a lot of responses. And see, those kind of responses will actually uh, put this into its true perspective. There yeah. is no justification for that, and we need to be strong in opposing it. I think I interrupted. I apologize to my, my friend and brother. Uh, I, I think what he was saying that I shouldn't have interrupted him over is we can't sit there and try to connect and understand and feel what they're feeling and, and try to identify and, and, and try to be friendly about it. No, we, there's a, now there's a difference between rude and bold. Uh, rude can be of the flesh and self-confidence independent of God, but confidence in God and wisdom Man, you need to be bold in the wisdom of God. So, Becky, we're out of time, but thank you for that question. Hopefully that helped a little bit. Remember, we do this every day, Monday through Friday at 3.30 till 5 p.m. Mountain Time, and we'd love to have you join us. So we're out of time today. God bless you. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.